Welcome to Unlikely Intersections, where intent, impact, and inquiry inspire our conversation. I'm Dr. Terry Jackson. I'm here with my friend, Dr. Philip Brown, and we are at the intersection. What is interesting about the intersection is we experience it every day. How we handle the intersection will dictate the trajectory of our life. And we think we have another great episode for you today. And that episode is just showing up. Right. Exactly what we're doing this morning, right? <laughs> just keep showing up and planning for good things to happen. That's right. Especially after Turkey Day, right? Yes, sir. Showing yes. up, but at least for me, let me speak for me, showed up probably with a couple more pounds on me than uh, before, but that's okay. I did the same thing. You know, I kind of, I, I have a lot of discipline around my, when I'm at work for morning workouts and yeah. things like that. Thanksgiving week. Zero, but the feed was heavy. So yeah, I jumped up on that scale Monday morning. I was like, yeah, time to keep showing up at the gym. That's right. And you know, just showing up authentically, right? Which is quite interesting. And we're going to have an interesting conversation around just showing up and why it's important. Yeah. I mean, I think of it as number one, it's the, it's the hardest obstacle, right? Is, is to just get started. That applies when you're exercising. That applies if you're trying to do some new venture. That applies kind of a lot of times when you're just in the middle of the grind of your regular day. You're just like, you know, here I am. It's the hundredth day in a row I've done this or the thousandth or the five thousandth day in a row. And, you know, you just put all these questions in your mind sometimes. But if you just keep showing up. Mm -hmm. That's it. And there's a commitment to that, right? So commitment to yourself, right? Just, just to show up, to do what you said you were going to do. And it's difficult from time to time to keep that commitment to yourself because there's so many obstacles out there and the mind begins to play tricks. Well, you know, I did it today and I'll take a break tomorrow and then I'll do it, I'll do it again the day after that and then all of a sudden the day after that becomes two or three months down the line because of the lack of commitment from just showing up for yourself. I'm a big believer in that showing up for yourself, but we do mental tricks as mm -hmm. well. I was trying to play a mental math trick on myself this morning, right, because I knew exactly what time I needed to get up to be able to make it all happen, still mm -hmm. get here on time, keep this commitment, <laughs> you know, so the easy commitment to drop is the one to myself, right, mm -hmm. which for me this morning was exercise. And so, you know, that clock goes off and immediately I start doing math in my head. I'm like, okay, if I hit snooze, that's nine minutes and then I can, maybe I can do it twice or maybe uh, no, but then if I, you know, and so this is this whole negotiation with yourself mm -hmm. and one of the one of the uh, renowned athletes that that did a piece on this uh, when he was alive was Kobe Bryant mm -hmm. and he talked about mm -hmm. his goal setting and, and around what he was doing to to improve and he said I, you know I'm not going to negotiate with myself mm -hmm. he said I signed that contract a long time ago and so what he put out there, he stuck to. I think there's a big message in that for all of us. Yeah, it is because we all negotiate with ourselves, right? I said this morning, man, I was going to get up. I was going to hit the Y, get me a good workout in, come over here. That didn't happen. Now I told you not long ago, I'm going to go to the wag to the gym and get me a workout after, after right. this, right? But I'm not going to negotiate with myself. I'm going to take Kobe's advice. And, and, and like he said, I signed that contract a long time ago. So now it comes down to what, 
what Mikey used to say, you got to just do it. Absolutely. Interesting thing, this process of negotiating with yourself just incurs debt, mm. right? Like you just described how you're going to repay your debt to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to use time that you had budgeted for something else. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what it is because it's put off now. And, you know, domino effect until you hit the catch up, you know, mm -hmm. you're, you're recovering from debt. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fascinating how often we do that. And what I've seen so many times, especially in professional people who have hard driving careers, mm -hmm. is that sometimes the first thing to go is that commitment to their own health and well-being. And that is a, that is a, uh, that is a shortcut that just doesn't pay off in the long run. No, it, it doesn't. Um, I can speak for me, you know, uh, having, you know, been an athlete, but moving into the professional arena did not work out as often as I should have, don't work out as often as I should have. And so that's showing that I don't have a commitment for my health, which really drives everything, right? We're sitting here doing this podcast. However, if I wasn't health, halfway healthy, I wouldn't be here, right? Because I'd be somewhere else doing probably the hospital or, or some facility that wouldn't enable me to do what I would do. I've, I've invested more in myself from a professional perspective in degrees and reading and not always taking um, the advice of what I've read, knowing that it works, right? I've, I've spoke about this many times. All diets work, but you have to work the diet. So it's not the diet, it's me. And so that's I have to recommit to what it is that's best for me and show up uh, best. What I have to show up as my best self every day in everything that I do. Yeah, I like to think of it as sharpening the saw. Yes. And, you know, yourself is the saw. And then I tie it to, you know, one of my favorite uh, leaders who's Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. I love Lincoln. I read all I can about Lincoln. But a quote that's attributed to him says, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. Mm -hmm. And so often we don't allow ourselves that, sharpening period like we need to and mm -hmm. it, it's a whole lot of things not just physical fitness right it's the emotional fitness it's financial it's mm -hmm. all the mm -hmm. it's all the elements uh, and at the end of the day we put forth a much better product if we have taken care of all those elements inside ourself we come we come at things with integrity then mm -hmm. which i use in the in the sense of being whole, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. in a fundamentally good place myself, which means for your and my interaction, I can give my level best. Right. And my best is going to be the best I really can deliver. It's not right. going to have a gap in it because I didn't work out this morning. I'm thinking about, you know, well, I really let myself down. Right, you know? right, right. That's right. You know, I'll I tell you what I have done thus far. Uh, understanding all of this and, and so when I can show up as my best self is I began to write down my goals for 2023 already to include health 
right, to include financial and recruit, you know, relationships, you know, with, 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 with people. And so I have taken that journey already. So now I know exactly for 2023 exactly what I want to do so that I can show up as my best self. You know, one of the questions I have around showing up, and this, this is a very interesting topic, is when do we show up as our authentic self or as our alter ego? And let me give you an example. There are often times when we are going to meetings, and those meetings may be with people who, for whatever reason, um, maybe we don't get along with. Uh, maybe they have a certain perception of us. And so in order for us to be, quote unquote, accepted and to continue to be in those meetings around these tables, we sometimes show up and we choose a different personality to display so that we can be more cordial, people get along so people could like us versus as our authentic self. That question hit me this morning because um, I know in this local area there are certain people, if I mention their name, they say, oh, you know, we, we suggest that you don't hang around him or uh, be a part of his organization. I'm like, why? And for whatever reason, these people aren't liked. And so in order to be in these meetings that they want to be in, I have to show up as a little bit different so I can still remain in the meetings and get the information, but not show up showing any kind of um, favor to a different type of mindset because in that particular meeting, that mindset is not liked. And if you display it, then what happens is you don't get the invitation to the meeting again. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. I mean, you know, I think, and I find myself in all kinds of things all the time where my best course of action, I think, is usually to just listen. Mm. Um, one thing I've found, I've never been thrown out of anything for listening too much. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you know, uh, and so it, it, it brings up an interesting point because it, what you're talking about is do we have inclusive environments really that's mm -hmm. what it really comes down that's to right. and uh, the answer to that is that we we definitely have a tendency humankind has a tendency to feel safer around similarity mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but what a what a impediment to performance right like what we know from from information, from performance results, mm -hmm. is that more inclusive teams perform higher. Mm -hmm. And it's a sloppy process mm -hmm. it's at times. Um, and it doesn't matter whether you're talking about a team, a business unit, a, mm -hmm. a, a care team for, for health or whatever, same, same thing. Sometimes that process is sloppy, and it's that sloppiness that folks tend not to tolerate likely perceived as a threat to mm -hmm. what they believe, um, you know, and, and I think it, it's interesting as we try to seek groups of people who really are authentic, mm -hmm. we find ourselves in places where the success just flows. And Ooh. so, I, you know, sometimes it's like, well, let's, let's test this group 
and and see if it's something that I want to belong to because in those environments where there's a lack of authenticity, more and more I think as you get as you get more senior, as you get more mm-hmm. uh, uh, accomplished, if you will, mm-hmm. you can be more selective, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at some point. It just gets to the to the thing of you know the act needs to be over because we have serious stuff we're trying to do. Exactly, that's how I look at yep, it. Exactly, I, you know I remember uh, being called to a meeting, prominent attorney in town, and <clears throat> it was a discussion about youth. So a friend of mine said, "Hey Terry, I want to invite you to this meeting." So we we attend the meeting in town, and uh, we're sitting and we're discussing uh, the needs of the youth in the city. Uh, more specifically, the needs of African-American youth in the city. And one of the ladies there indicated, well, what can we do to open up more of the basketball gyms at night to give people the opportunity to go have somewhere to go? And I asked, when you open the gym, or do you plan on having tutors there? Do you plan on having teachers there? I said, because the gym is a good place to go, but our youth need to do more than play basketball. Part of the challenge is the education they're not receiving. So if we can open gyms, we can find teachers who can also teach. I found out later from my friend once I left the meeting that the lady said he shouldn't be a part of these meetings any longer because he's too serious. And I told him, life is serious. And so when I showed, when I showed up that, that day as myself, my authentic self, that's the type of response that I received, is he shouldn't be a part of this because they didn't want to be that serious and talk about how we can really help improve and empower the youth. They just wanted them to go play ball, as as we've as we've heard on ESPN and other places, just dribble, right? Right, right. Life is about more than just dribbling. Yeah, and what an interesting spin on the theme of, of- – of showing up, right? Because sometimes the best way to show up is to not be in certain things. That's the truth. You know, when it becomes a when it becomes evident that something is not what it's intended to be, or it's you know some veiled attempt at something else. Sometimes you know, showing up in your authentic self means not being there, but being somewhere else, and it's fine to. You know, it's fine to test a lot of different things, you know, and I think that one of the quotes that I like is is also by uh, Warren Buffett, and he says the difference between successful people and highly successful people is that highly successful people say no to almost everything. Mm. And, you, and you scratch your head on that, and you're like, okay, but well, we were talking about keep showing up and everything. There's also a how many at-bats phenomenon do you get, right? right? So. Again, the more success that you have because you are showing up, you are showing up as your authentic self, you are contributing, right? Because we're all greatly interdependent, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You are a contributing member and you're learning. You get asked more, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, And and mm -hmm. so, you know, you end up having to turn down a lot of things and being highly selective so that you can show up, show up fully, in what you're committing to, you certainly can't uh, you can't diffuse yourself all over the place uh, and be in everything because number one, none of us really have that kind of expertise That's to right. be in everything, right? right? And right. and being able to marshal our energy in the right ways to say I'm going to be 
100% all in on this. And I, I'm coming at that from a position of having done it wrong. Like I've learned that the hard way uh, in my career. In mm -hmm. early career especially, you feel like if you don't say yes to every opportunity, nobody's going to ask you again. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so next thing you know, you look up and you're basically, you know, four feet under the water. Just wondering like, how am I going to come up for air? Um, that's a, that's a lesson that's often learned from experience. Uh, but if we can share anything with anybody or if I can today, I'd say, you know, be careful, make sure that what you launch into, you can launch into all the way. Cause showing up means really, it really does mean bringing yourself. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. one of the things we do in a lot of our meetings at Novant health is a meeting evaluation at the end of the meeting. Mm -hmm. And part of that question process is, you know, was your voice heard today? Mm -hmm. And that sets an expect a two way expectation. One is that the group is going to listen, but two is that you're going to speak up. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you talk about showing up, it's, it's bringing yourself your best self. You know, there, there are three things that come to mind. One, the power of saying no. Two, being very strategic in where you show up and how you show up. And three, uh, being when you show up, make sure that it's within what your purpose is. And so how does it align with your purpose, right? And so the, st the strategy comes in realizing I can't be at every table. And I, when I, I remember when I first moved back to Wilmington, people were calling home and pulling me left and right and sitting around tables. And all of a sudden, I began th through just observation, realizing that this is not a table that I need to sit at, simply because, you know, at least for a thought process, I want to be, I always say I want to be the dullest pencil at the table. I don't want to be the sharpest pencil at the table all of the time. And then you begin to, just through observing, you begin to see certain dynamics and certain dynamics you know you don't want to be a part of, certain dynamics you do realize you want to be a part of, and you want to be able to, whatever table you're at, you want to be able to execute, right? And that's that's a that's that's a key. So showing for me, showing up with my authentic self this means we we can get something done, we can make some things happen, we can affect some change. Or transformation, as I, which is my favorite word, have an impact to help transform. For those who seriously want transformation, some people are just playing lip service to it, right? So when I show up, I want I'm going to show up authentically in hopes that we are going to make an impact on something. One of the things I like to think through is uh, how you say no mm. is important, and. Early on, when you're learning the skill, you, you sometimes want to feel like you have to have a justification. No is an answer by itself. Mm -hmm. It also opens up other opportunities, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. my no almost always opens up a chance to recommend somebody else, <laughs> right. which right. is really strategic, right? right? Because That's it right. helps That's me right. develop other people. It mm -hmm. helps me try to try to track people into things that I understand are attached to their sense of purpose. Like mm -hmm. you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it helps me 
diversified groups based mm-hmm. on who else I know may be in the group and who I perceive is missing. I don't always get it right, but I definitely always think that way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of times an answer of no to my personal involvement actually creates more opportunities and more positivity mm-hmm. for the situation and for me personally mm-hmm. than trying to do it when I know I don't have the right amount of time to dedicate to it. Yeah, it goes back to commitment, right? Showing up, understanding that commitment that one, a commitment to yourself. If I do it, I want to do it in such a way that I'm able to show up authentically as myself fully, 100%, not just 40% of me. And then the commitment to the group of the organization that you're meeting with, right? You want to be able to fulfill whatever you say you're up, whatever you say you're able to do, right? And to maintain that integrity uh, of self and integrity with 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 uh, those that you're with. So it's extremely important to understand the power of showing up and never showing up being, you know, fifty percent. Let me take that back. Because I can think about Michael Jordan showing up on the basketball game, having the flu, and having just a great game. But that's the exception, right? Normally when we show up, we need to show up 100% of who we are, bringing all of our faculties to the table. Yeah, we see that. You know, one of, we see that in medicine, right, is that, you know, after, especially in the wake of COVID now, it's become much more accepted if you're not feeling well to say, Hey, I'm not feeling well. Mm-hmm. It's in my best interest and everyone else's best interest. If I don't show up, uh, we've even had that in this show, right? Yeah, I mean, if somebody right. feels not, right. don't feel good. We have to postpone. Yeah. That's and that's right. okay. That is that's part, right. that's part of showing up that's all right. the way. Um, you know, the other thing I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it a little bit in terms of, of what it means to, to just show up is distraction. Mm. And man, you know, you see it now. It's funny. You, you may see it more in open meetings because you can see it, but in the Zoom era, it's present even though you don't see it. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. folks being on too many things at one time, right? Maybe it's a barrage of text messages coming in, you know, checking emails on another screen while mm-hmm. you're in the thing. And mm-hmm. from the brain science, we know there's a huge efficiency cost to that every time i switch my attention to something else i've got to pay the debt of catching back up to what i missed Mm -hmm. and to reset my focus around you know whatever it is that i've just switched to and if you look at the amount of distraction we have in our daily lives it's amazing that we get anything done that's right that, that goes back to that whole thing we've been taught about multitasking right yeah, you have to be able to multitask, but I'm doing five things at probably 10% efficiency. So how much sense does it make? Then let me simply focus on this one particular activity. Let me do this 100%, show up 100% for myself, excel at it, and then move to the next, right? And I'll go back to an example of Michael Jordan. I remember, you know, we 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 both saw him come up in Wilmington and... I remember everywhere he went, he took a basketball. There was always a basketball in his trunk. And so he always had access to it. And then when he made the decision in high school to drop baseball and to drop football and focus solely on basketball, 
whereas a lot of our other friends were still playing football, basketball, and baseball, right? That was, in my opinion, what enabled him to really take his game to many different levels, right? Because it was just the focus on those skills around that particular sport that enabled him to excel and become who we know, as many call him the GOAT today. Yeah, that that deep sense of focus, you know, and you can see it. I mean, they're all kind of – I saw a video just yesterday of of Michael, and it's a shooting a free throw, you know, and and he looks at Dikembe Mutombo and he says, hey, Mutombo, this is for you, and he closes mm-hmm. his eyes mm-hmm. and he shoots the free throw and he makes it. That's full focus, right? That's right. That's right. And that, that ability to focus fully and totally immerse yourself in whatever is happening – you know, that's probably tied to his performance in the flu game, right? right? Like, he just got himself into the game and 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 willed himself away from the flu temporarily. And you could see it when he came out, how he looked like he was, you know, mm-hmm. struggling big time. But when he got back on the floor, he was fully focused on what he was trying to do. That level of focus uh, is uncommon. We see it a lot of times, like, you know, I've had a chance to experience that a lot as a surgeon, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you get in in critical parts of the operation and and it's almost like the whole world slows down and you're in this sense of flow and everything is about only what you're doing mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's a really fun place to be. You know, I mean, that is when, you know, that is being in the moment mm-hmm. to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. And it's just so so uh, exciting but you know you can set yourself up for that you talked about earlier how you set yourself up for 2023 success by doing your goals and everything and i'm in the same boat i've done a lot of my goals for next year already i use a thing called the full focus planner Mm -hmm. written Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i do Mm -hmm. handwriting Mm because it helps me remember it Mm -hmm. and a part of that is not only the annual goals but it's daily what do you want to do Mm -hmm. and one Mm -hmm. of the things i figured out for me personally that was helpful is my number one thing on my list every day of the week when i'm working so at least a minimum of five days a week sometimes more is actually exercise Mm -hmm. Because I know that's what makes me feel better. I know that because I wrote it down, if I don't do it, I'll be mad at myself. So I'm more likely to do it. It's that contract with myself. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that I actually write that down as a to-do every day as number one. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing how just that one little step helps. It also gives you something to go back to because at the end of the week, I can review Five out of five, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. four out of five. That's probably okay. But, man, if I get a three out of five week or a two out of five week, mm-hmm. I know that I've deprioritized myself, so I'm not going to be able to show up fully in a lot of things because I'm not going to feel as well. And that's just what works for me. You know, somebody's thing might be meditation. It might be family time Mm -hmm. it might be something that they're working on at a given time that they need to do every day it might be you know write x pages in my book it might be something you know as simple as spend time with my family Mm -hmm. or get seven hours of sleep but something that says i'm going to invest in myself so that i can then show up fully for the rest of the team 
to me is a big is a big big step in the right direction that all of us could consider. I would agree with you 100. Um, percent You know, I always say that you can't take care of anyone else if you can't take care of yourself. First, first things first, right? It's you. It's about you. It's about me. It's about me taking care of me first. And normally, when I take care of me, everybody else does well around me. And 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 I've observed that over the years. Uh, and and so now with my 2023 and I've written down my goals as well and I've gone into some detail about dietary regimen you know now it's really about execute because that's about showing up for for me and the best investment that anyone can ever make is the investment in themselves showing up for yourself on a day-to-day I'm gonna say a second by second basis right and when you started talking about you can check the five for five right you can begin to measure exactly how you're doing, right? Whether you're letting yourself down or you're fulfilling the goals. And you'll find that, at least I found, when I write them down and I measure myself that way, so so many opportunities present themselves. And the time that I didn't think that I had, I did have, and probably even more. Because it's real succinct and 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 um, and showing up for myself on a day to day or minute by minute basis. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, you know, because it's a it's a reprioritization, and and all of a sudden the workflow just works. You know, and I see it. I've seen it so many times with uh, you know friends or or colleagues, and it almost becomes a, a martyrdom. That, mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know. I had all this stuff to do, so I didn't take care of myself. You know, next thing you know, they're on blood pressure medicine, mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. depressed or, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, well, maybe it's as simple as changing mm-hmm. the priorities of what you're doing mm-hmm. so that you can be present and show up fully, but also take care of yourself. Because the thing about taking care of yourself is it changes the way the world occurs to you. When you feel well in general, when you feel like you are in a good place, you see more abundance. There's more space in your head to not jump to conclusions. There's more curiosity. All the positive things that we talk about really flow from showing up for yourself and making sure that your own health, well-being is done. And it has nothing to do with how much you can do for somebody else, except that the better you take care of yourself, as you said earlier, the better you can uh, show up and take care of other folks. And it really shows how serious you are about you, right? We have to be serious about us. We spend too much time being serious about so many other things, whether it's our education, it's our occupation, you know, our family members, let me see how serious I am about me. Because oftentimes we joke, well, I don't take myself seriously. Why don't you take yourself seriously, right? You are the engine that makes everything go. So we have to show how serious we are about ourselves. And that shows in how we show up for ourselves. If we are showing up as a very serious, disciplined individual, or for lack of a better phrase, if we show up as a buffoon, and no one, at least I can't say anyone, at least I don't want to, let me speak for me, don't show up as, as, as a buffoon, right? Yeah, I'm the, I, you know, 
I, I play both sides of the coin on taking myself seriously, right? In terms of my my health, well-being, doing the things I need to do to take care of my family mm-hmm. and all that, I take myself very seriously, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, but for me, what that means is showing up fully. And there are a lot of times in a groups in a group setting when we're doing work, you know, I don't take myself seriously at all, right? Because and I'll ha- I have to announce that a lot of times because mm-hmm. as you get older. I'm pretty naturally loud and I can put together a pretty good story. Yeah. Uh, if I'm not careful, people feel like, you know, I'm given a, an edict when I'm just voicing an opinion. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've learned the hard way that it's important for me to, to announce, you know, like this may, this may be nonsense. And if it is, please say so. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I don't want us to get down the rabbit hole of something <laughs> that doesn't make sense, yeah. you know, but I also want to show up. Right. So if I have a thought, I want to put it in the room. And, you know, sometimes those are just crazy ideas that don't have any merit. And so I don't take that seriously. If, you know, if other folks have better ideas, I'm all about it because it's about it's about how we collectively Mm -hmm. make things happen. I'm Mm -hmm. a big uh, believer in interdependence Our you Mm -hmm. know, our Mm -hmm. our well-being is intimately connected as fellow mm-hmm. humans mm-hmm. and to the extent that we don't take care of that with a certain group or with certain individuals within a group we're all underperforming you know because we're we depend on one another so much i heard someone say that interdependence is the highest level of human interaction right because what I'm really saying is I can depend on you, you can depend on me, we can depend on each other, we can get some things done versus the whole concept about independence, right, which is uh, just a farce because no man is an island. We can't do anything alone. We always need others to help us and assist us as we have our engineer who helps us with this particular <laughs> podcast, right? Uh, and, and we are grateful for, for, for him, but we show up as our best and we know that he shows up as his best and we have to continue to do that. And when you show up authentically as yourself, it lets you get a feel for everything. I'm a, I, I like to consider myself a pretty intuitive person and so I like, to, I like to get a feel for a particular environment, a particular topic, a particular person or people uh, in my observation and I try my best not to in showing up show up with any preconceived notions about anything. I like to say I don't let I don't want anything to muddy my water and uh, let me make my own decisions about some certain things. Well you're talking about a formula for empathy, right? Because empathy really only exists when you can feel mm-hmm. what somebody else is feeling, right? It, uh, just intellectualizing it falls short. Yes. You know, it really is about being able to feel that doesn't mean at all that you're incapacitated by the same feeling that may be incapacitating them or holding them back. But it does mean that you have some sense of feeling of, of what that is. And that is that empathy piece is such a connection to our interdependence, right? Mm -hmm. Because we really, uh, when we feel what the other one's feeling, it helps us understand the boundaries of working together much better, mm-hmm. right? Because if we if we don't do a better job of of showing up together and figuring out how we 
mutually move forward, then at, at some level we're working against each other, which is going to definitely arrest our progress. I mean, there's no, it can't possibly do anything else. Uh, but, you know, the whole concept of interdependence and knowing that I'm going to need help and that I'm going to be expected to help makes one of the hardest things in the world easier. Mm-hmm. And that's change. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if I know I'm going to need help and come into it with that understanding, then basically I'm acknowledging up front that in order to get to the, that better place, I will have changed. Mm-hmm. And I'm also acknowledging that because I'm going to be needed in that interaction, part of whatever was my core belief is also going to carry on. So I have set up the perfect situation to navigate change for, for myself by showing up with the mentality that I'm going to need help and I'm going to be needed. I would like to say that showing up for yourself also includes critical thinking because what you just walked us through is your critical thought around what it means to get something done. I understand what my boundaries are, and that means I'm showing up authentically, so I know what my my boundaries are. I know what my skill set is, what I can accomplish, what I can accomplish, but I also recognize that in showing up and acknowledging that, there are going to be others whose skill sets will complement mine, that I don't have to depend totally on me as we talked about the interdependence. Now I'm depending on others in the room to help us collectively move forward toward goals or aspirations. And in so doing, I've had to think critically about and assess who I am as a person and what my skills are and do somewhat of an assessment of their skills to say that, hey, these are the right people in the room, or if all of these people are not the right people in the room, who else needs to be included in the process? And so showing up for self also enables one to do that real assessment of self and the environment to understand what's needed to move forward. And that's how you show up so deeply, right? Because it it basically, it's helping you to focus on what you do really well mm-hmm. without having to worry about the other pieces because they're linked through other people. Mm-hmm. And it's always all about the people. Anytime we want to get something great done, it's about having the right people. That's gotcha. where it starts. It doesn't matter whether you're recruiting for a, a business unit, for a sports team, for academic against anything. It's all about having the right people that can function together mm-hmm. and by having that trust that piece of trust that says i know i'm not going to be relied too heavily on things that are outside my area right mm-hmm. there might be a loose ball i might have to dive on it we all got to do that from time to time right we all you know somebody might get sick i might have to teach their class mm-hmm. today and I, i've got enough expertise to do that right um but i'm not going to be consistently dependent on to to deliver a whole lot of stuff that's outside of my my core expertise that works great it also helps you to then develop because you're around people 
who are more skilled or gifted or able than you in other areas. And so it's a perfect recipe for growth because mm -hmm. you can grow into those strengths and skills mm -hmm. based on who you surrounded yourself with, but only when you trust them and only when you're really willing to learn. It mm -hmm. doesn't work if you go and say, I wish I was as good as that person and, you know, I'm going to try this way and I'm mm -hmm. going to show people. Yeah, mm -hmm. probably not. <laughs> probably not. I hear people say all the time, I wish I was as good as them. I said, you can be. You can be. It just takes you showing up and understanding that I'm here to learn. I'm here to become the best, my best self. And in my best self, that means I'm always learning as my best self. I'm learning what to do. And I'm learning what not to do, the power of saying no, right? And how, how do I say it and all the opportunities. So the best thing we can do, as Dr. Rao says, is work on ourselves. And to work on yourselves means that you're going to show up authentically each and every day as who you are and truly understand who you are and your role in all that you do. And I love to put it in the context of, you know, I'm always saying nobody cares what you know until they know how much you care. That's right. That's right. And a lot of times that shows up with how much you care about yourself, not in a selfish way, right? But you care about your performance. That means, you know, at the end of this show, I'm going to say, Terry, how did I do? Right. Like we That's always right. ask our That's engineer, right. Hey coach, how do we do <laughs> this? Right. You're like, oh, oh, great. Yeah. We don't know if he's telling us the truth. Or not. <laughs> uh, you know, but the truth is we, you know, that feedback piece. That's right. That's right? right. And so showing the other members of the team that you care about your performance, it's, it's really your accountability. I like mm -hmm. to, you know, I think a lot of times we get accountability in the wrong context, right? So we want to hold them accountable. Well, you can't really hold people accountable. That's, that's what you right. really are saying is that, you know, I was counting on Terry to show up today. His accountability to me was to show up today and vice versa. We both did it, and so here we are. But the point is, is that accountability is what the unit is counting on each person for. Certain, and, you know, and that goes to the standards that you have for the team, how you're going to treat each other. Also, what you're going to deliver, it's all the things, right? But accountability is an individual uh, responsibility to deliver something to the greater performance, the greater good, as you say. You just set up the, a great example. Last week in the world of sports and football, this whole accountability conversation came to a zenith with the New York Jets and Zach Wilson, who was the quarterback. And there were certain people saying that he doesn't know what it means to be accountable. He grew up in a very affluent family and he's never had to be accountable. So he's not accountable to his teammates in the classroom. And as a result of that, he was benched because they didn't see the accountability of him saying, hey, this is, this is my team. I take responsibility and accountability for the lack of performance for me not studying the the opponent well, not doing my film study. So I didn't understand the tendencies. As a result, I created these uh, turnovers, and I didn't perform well as a quarterback, and I need to do better. He didn't accept any of that, and as a result, he was benched. Yeah, he didn't show up, right? No, he, he didn't did, show up. <laughs> he, did, he did not show up, did show up to do the work, right? That's and, right. You know, 
when you talk about performance and I'll use a surgical team, there's a lot of, there's a lot of behind the scenes prep that has to happen before the, the operation itself. I mean, a lot, like it's the whole, you know, do we get the right testing? Is our diagnosis correct? Mm -hmm. Did we assess the patient ahead of time to understand that they were safe to undergo this operation? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, did everybody bring all the equipment we need into the room, right? Did we check to see, you know, is it safe to put this patient to sleep mm -hmm. based mm -hmm. on their history? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's all this, uh, showing up piece that happens ahead of the actual performance. Mm -hmm. Those are all accountabilities for different members of the team. Any one of those falls through mm -hmm. and you know, a life or death situation can occur when you're talking about the operating room, you know, not as high stakes in a football game. It's mostly about, you know, yeah, win who wins right, or, right, or, right, or right. money, depending right, on right, the level of the right. game. Um, but the point is the same, right? Is that, folks doing what they're supposed to do that showing up occurs at every stage of the game yes. it's not just you know i got talent i'm gonna show up and uh, you know make my part happen no there's a lot of background that goes with that yeah yeah i, I agree with that 100 percent. and we show up for each other on this show every every day we we do a little bit of our background research right to find out uh, more about the topic that we're going to discuss because oftentimes our topics come <laughs> a couple of days before we go yeah. to do the shows, right? But we understand that in showing up for each other, we're actually showing up for ourselves because we definitely want our podcast to be uh, impactful, uh, have good intentions, and we want it to be a message where someone can learn from and take some nuggets away from this that will help them hopefully live a better quality life. Yeah, it works for me. Like, honestly, you know, one of the things I enjoy about this is I always learn yes. when we have our conversations. You know, it's a, it's an opportunity to, to uh, listen to a different perspective, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of commonality, but fundamentally we're very different people mm -hmm. um, have a very different perspectives on a lot of things mm -hmm. and you know i find myself changed after pretty much after everything you know it's, it's right. a different thing to think about i'm like wow i didn't really think about it like that That's you know right. like That's right. yeah and then and then i always goes to well what if i started thinking about it like that mm -hmm. and then the next thing you know carry it out somewhere with me that's more uh uh, broad perspective it's like yeah doors open up in terms of what can possibly happen in, right. in all walks of life that's right. you know showing up for yourself ultimately is a celebration of who you are right and what you stand for and I know that uh, I like to celebrate you know who I am knowing that I'm a work in progress but I'm going to show up my best every time even though there's continuous learning that's happening, right? I'm going to reflect as you reflect and say, wow, that was a different perspective. I never thought about that before. As you say, how can I think about that a little bit differently, right? Um, but that's what it really is. It's a celebration of you, a celebration of who you are when you show up ultimately as your best self. 
Yeah, that's you know, it's also how you it's how you get believers. Mm. Right? Like and it's not, you know, it's not Jonestown type believers, right? It's <laughs> right, like right. it's like believers in a purpose. That's right. You know, and and folks begin to see that that you are in the struggle and you're all in on the struggle, mm -hmm. right? And then, you know, things are happening. They're seeing it and they're seeing you continue with that, right? And, and next thing you know, another person says, that purpose, I mean, they, it looks funny what he's doing, but I, I sense there's a value to it. So mm -hmm. then you get two and then you get three and then mm -hmm. you get four or five. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you've got a bunch of people that are, that are, sort of you know putting their best self mm -hmm. into some grand purpose mm -hmm. and at the end of the day that's pretty much how every great thing that's ever happened happened that's right that's right it's the collective it's the understanding of the purpose right it's everyone showing up as them their, their best selves so that you can move it along and oftentimes it moves along exponentially when you have that right uh, equation of showing up as a collective and understanding what everybody's role is and the importance of interdependence. And one of the things I love to add in a discussion about high-performing teams and, and what it means to show up for each other is there are certain times where a given member of that group just has to be carried along by the others because okay. there's a struggle at that time. Good you know, job. if it's an athletic team, maybe the person is hurt. If it's a, you know, a medical team, maybe the person has something going on at home or maybe they have a personal health issue or maybe they've been through a particularly rough time mm -hmm. with a difficult mm -hmm. case that they were mm -hmm. attached to and they need to be supported. And, mm -hmm. and showing up means... I'm going to I'm going to give that support when that support is needed and I'm going to accept that support when that need is from me. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say sometimes one hand washes the other and both hands wash the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a great way. That's a great way to think about it. Yeah. 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 So well, I think we have had another great episode. I know I've enjoyed it. Yes, and showing I, up for myself, that's, I guess that was one of the major objectives. Right? Yeah, that's right. It had to show up. But we hope that our listeners have enjoyed it. And, and if you have, we hope you'll check us out at unlikelyintersection.com or uh, you know, go to our YouTube page, Unlikely Intersections, like, subscribe, share. Catch me on LinkedIn at Doc Philip Brown or Terry. And you can catch me, Terry Jackson, PhD, at LinkedIn. Or you can catch me on Facebook. And we hope that you've enjoyed this episode. As Dr. Brown said, please go to our, our website, go to our YouTube page, like, subscribe, even recommend topics that you'd like for us to discuss. We'll see you at the next intersection. Bye.